This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo. podcast that's my uh, on vacation this week voice trying to get through the yo was not ready for that was stretching it got through it just like the phil's got through the orioles suck it orioles how you doing buddy good you know right on time 846 yeah well, um, hey, i felt like you today all right so inside baseball between the two of us if we have a set recording time one of us is here way more often at that set recording time than the other so how's it feel buddy how's it well feel? i'm a what have you done for me lately guy <laughs> yes, and you sure are. the the late the, the, the early results hold on by the way yeah. uh up at lake placid i was at least 10 minutes early um, yes. and, and this one, I was locked in at 825. So that's yes. two straight. Um, yep. Yep. you know, Seltzer obviously slacking, doesn't care about the podcast. Yes. But think about it this way. Like, I know, I know it's, it's so early in the morning and I hope that you can figure out a way to get through this at 845. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like most people I was, would. I was asleep like 20 minutes ago. But yes. Goes. Um, just think about like right now, if you were doing your, your job, uh, you, I'd be like deep into my day. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now it's like, you know, I mean, the camera's probably, you know, talking about the alien thing now or mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess they had a major controversy with uh, pop culture beat the hammer. Oh, really? What happened? I missed I guess they, completely. They asked the contestant the same question twice by accident and no one picked oh, it up. Oh, no. Yeah. So you see what happens when Seltzer's not there? Oh, everything, funny. everything falls apart. So, um, as always, life is better and, and everyone's more locked in when James Seltzer's around. And I just, I have to get this out, James. Okay. Um, it's freaking, I know we're going to get to it. It's deadline season. No, it's, it is. <laughs> deadline season and like i just i'm so giddy thinking about you know like i because last year so i had heard about the marsh stuff in the morning and Mm -hmm. it wasn't out anywhere and it was like are they really like they're gonna trade ohapi for marsh like that's insane didn't see that one coming um the d rob trade i think was a bit you know it was kind of out there percolating Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, they said they weren't trading him. They were like, we will. Oh, right. He's untouchable. Brown's untouchable. He's not going yeah. anywhere. You know, yeah. Yeah. Ben Brown and uh, Logan Hoppy are untouchable. Not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. By the way, Ben Brown, top 70 prospect in baseball right now. Um, oh, buddy. But, but um, oh. it's just like, I, I feel like, you know, there's been almost no rumors. Like last night, there was the Adam Duvall thing, which is. I mean, I, I think I yeah. could have tweeted out the Phillies well, are and, oh, the Eduardo Rodriguez they're attached to. Thanks, Mark Feinstein. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen, he's had a breakout year. He's going to never stay healthy. He's been but great this year, so right? many, so many Dave guys. It's like, oh, shocking. Guys that helped them win a World Series. I know, in. right? Back uh, to the well. Well, and the problem is, not a problem, because I would love Eduardo Rodriguez, even though it costs a good amount. Um, and I would love Duvall, too. But uh, the, the, the problem is, is that he got Kimbrel, right? So he's like, ah, I'm on a heater right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let me go. Let me go together. Get... Yeah, exactly right. So um, I'm excited to get well, into hey, it. Hey, hey, maybe your bring Steve Pierce out of retirement thing could happen. I mean, like, Dude, I guarantee you now. right now, Steve Pierce could still 
rake against lefties. <laughs> That's a World Series MVP right there. You know That's what I mean? So um, we'll obviously get into it later. Um, but like, I just I want you to know, and I want everyone to know, giddy about the deadline. You're and ready. I, and I feel like we needed to do it this podcast because by Sunday, I mean, I think the Phillies might be making a trade by Sunday. Like, they can make a trade today. I mean, David oh. Robertson to the Marlins oh. last night. Well, look at you also, like, leading with, like, a flex of, like, I knew all day that the Marsh trade was happening last year, but, you know, no big deal to me. So, so are you saying you know things? Is that what you're saying now? Should should we expect something to happen today? Is that what no. this little – no? I actually, no. Um, <laughs> but – but I would take it for sure. I would a hundred percent take it. Yeah, I'm excited. And look, that was a now full disclosure. I rewatched the games because I was at fish shows the last two nights. Yep. Seems like I should go to a fish show every night because when I go to a fish show, the Phillies have great comeback wins against the Orioles. So that's pretty sweet. You know um, what? You know what I should not do during a Phillies game, James? What's that? Is be driving from from Lake Placid and miss oh, the whole thing, yeah, and we just stopped six times because. Yeah. Um, turns out so like. I don't know if you know this, um, but the cry is very powerful from from a baby. Sure. You know? And it turns out like, oh, I don't I you know see I I would just be like power through, you know, like he'll yes. get he'll get there. Um, power through guy. Yeah. <laughs> not, power through. not the same with not yeah. the same with Jill and the and the fun development, James, is that uh Walker is now learning how to hit a higher octave. Oh good, lucky so, you. So yes. yeah, so he's hitting a higher octave, which is a fun development. Yeah. Um so I yeah, I listen listening to a whole game on the radio is actually not bad. Oh, like great. I, yeah. I love listening to baseball games on the radio. I just like being able to see it, you know, at the same time. Well, it's a bold take. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like to be able to see what yeah. I'm watching. Um, but man, like, it wasn't too bad. But either way, it feels lost. And that was because of me. I was and Walker home. cried a lot. Yes. It, yeah. I'm very good at, like, ignoring it when I need to. Emily is not. Emily's yes. like, don't you hear that? And I'll be like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's wailing. No, no. Turns out, <laughs> turns out our wives very nice and, and yeah, great much people. more, much more attuned to our baby's struggles than we are. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. 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 Exactly right. We love our kids, but you know, <laughs> oh, the best. The best. Love to get I, home, to, I know. I know. Yeah. We love to, you know, we love both. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the Orioles series, and we'll get to the trade deadline coming up. Um, but that was a really exciting series. I mean, all three games, great games. Like one of the better, maybe the best series all season, just in terms of three baseball games. Had a chance to win that first one. Obviously, uh, you know, didn't come through. But it, but it, but it, like they went up against the team with the second best record in baseball, one, two, and three, and it just looked like two really evenly matched teams, Jack. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that happened in the Orioles series was that you know for for the the week and a half stretch before that where. It felt like they're like remember Fine, early in the, like <laughs> early in the season they would like they went to Los Angeles and they allowed thirty six runs in three games mm-hmm. and like they were just getting bludgeoned by teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kimbrell, that was like the last time Kimbrell gave up the grand slam to Muncie yeah. or whatever. It was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, and I thought what what had happened the last week before the Orioles series was like they just were in every game and they would shoot themselves in the foot or they would make some mistake and they would find ways to lose. And, um, you know, while the city was an absolute panic and, and meltdown mode and here comes the collapse and la- one year wonder teams, a loser fire Thompson, like all this stuff. You know, I was kind of like, listen, I-, I think this stuff's going to turn because 
it ha- like there's no way that they can keep finding these dumb ways to lose games. Um, and what happened in the Orioles series, they found a dumb way to lose Monday they night. sure did, yes. Um, and the shortstop got thrown out, which meant Edmundo had to bat in the eighth and couldn't uh-huh. get a bunt down and uh-huh. lined out and whatever. Um, and and then I thought Tuesday and, and I Wednesday. I like the shortstop. Like, just going on him the shortstop was good there. Like, the shortstop, yes. The shortstop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where we're at with, with, I, with number seven. It. Yeah, with, with, that's a very appropriate way to describe him. You know? um, so, yeah. And then, and then Tuesday, you know, it was trending in the same direction, of course. Um, I, I just think that Tuesday night might have been the most important win of the season. From the standpoint of like getting the, the the monkey off the back, having a chance to exhale and 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 be like, all right, we kind of weathered it. We took a game against the Orioles. Like, there's been a lot of just angst. I feel like there's like angst around the team, and I felt like they they released a lot of that. Like the celebration it was a big celebration mm-hmm. um, for a July game against the Orioles, which listen, we appreciate. This is a team that was like playing dance on our own, and, and yeah, these guys celebrate, buddy. Yeah, they celebrate. It's part of their thing. Um, and then I thought, you know, it, it showed the next night. Like it showed the next night. They went down three nothing because God forbid. We it's can just get two. a lead. It's only two. Like honestly, it's their new it's, bit, man. Like it's, it's legitimately it's their new game. bit. It's every game, like, it's, dude. I think they've had. Absurd. I think they've had the lead first once in the last fourteen games. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I and it is. Look, it is great in that, and we got this feel with them last year when they started to really put it together and all that. But like. It is nice having a team that you can watch a baseball game and be down two nothing or one nothing or three nothing or whatever and feel like they're not out of a baseball game like ever. And I think that that's what this team is getting back to, and that's one of the hallmarks of a great team. That's one of the hallmarks of the best teams. Like those are the teams that you feel like have real chances to do something. Is a team that's never out of a game, a team that always fights, a team that battles because it says something about that team. And those well, are the and, I, and I type of teams that battle against adversity. You know what I mean? I believe the OA Phillies led the league in comeback wins, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. And I think like it's it is you're 100 percent right. It's a hallmark of what the the good teams do. Now it doesn't mean that you have to do it. No, no, every don't, game. Don't force yourself to do it. You should be able to do it, not always do it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now I think be the, nice a nice five nothing lead once in a while. Like let's do that, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe against the Pirates we could do that. It I would mean, be a thought. Yes. Yeah. Now I think the the biggest difference between the team now and the team at the beginning of the year is I didn't feel that. Like I, I felt oh, like when absolutely, I it's been the last month, like the last month or so, it's turned. Yeah, when they when they would go down early in the season, I'd be like, nah, they're they're done. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot like the the pre Girardi Phillies, where it was like, or, or no, the the Girardi, the, the pre Thompson Phillies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely the Girardi Phillies. Um, where it was like they go down, it's like, oh, they're gonna lay over and die. And and this team just hasn't done it. Even the games, and I think that's another reason why I didn't have this doom and gloom attitude. Was like, even in the games they were losing, they were coming back. It would just be like some dumb eighth inning home run or whatever uh, that would cost them. You know, now they did that on right. Tuesday night yeah, as, yeah. as well. Um, but it, it's 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 exciting. Like it, like it, it's exciting that um, they are finding ways to come back. It's exciting that listen. I think the Orioles are great and they are great, great, and they're going to be like the Orioles are are get ready for this. This is the next now, five years minimum of of Orioles, which is that's all they can really do good. because then they'll have to tear it down. They'll, they'll they'll, that's what I mean. They won't sign the guys and stuff. But like the it, next five years is going to be a really good run for the Orioles, you know. And like again, Jackson and 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 Hurst yeah, aren't even there yet. Late, 
They like they have the best young team in baseball, and they have the best prospect just like hanging out um, among other guys. But like the best prospect in baseball is just like hanging out, not hanging out, like shooting through the minors. He's nineteen in Double A. Like it's like no big deal. No well, big deal. he's the best prospect for now. I mean, Aiden Miller's coming. Um, I mean, come on, yeah, three for four yesterday in his debut. I mean, I so uh, we'll get back to everything. No lie, I watched the video. By the way, real quick, I mean, just for reference, like the kid we were talking about is Jackson Holiday, Jack, same age. <laughs> he's in double Don't leg care. crushing. Same age, he's in double leg crushing. Well, you can make the case the uh, FCL league for the for the Phillies and Tigers is equal competition to double A. So good point. Good yeah, point. thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched one, the video. That one time. game made Miller out was. Very impressive. You are correct. I'm so excited. Uh, I watched the double a minimum of a million times. Um, but yeah, like the Orioles, the Orioles are really good. Now, the Phillies got lucky because um, uh, Felix Bautista was not available like the entire mm-hmm. series. They basically gave Which the series unbelievable. off. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So like, because I, I guess, look, I guess. All their, all their bullpen pitchers are good. So like any, you know, it's still impressive. But Dude, Bautista's, I, so, Bautista's a stud. I love Cano. Like I, I was, like, when, when he was shot. coming in. Yeah. When he was coming in the ninth, I was like, "Well, I mean, we'll see ya. I, I, I hope." But yeah. oh, I guess, I guess, um, if you want to look at his arm slot, is dropping because he's getting mm-hmm. tired late in the year. So mm-hmm. we all saw that one coming. So um, I did. Yeah. But, but yeah, so like the and this is how I felt about the race series as well. Is I think the Phillies look toe to toe with some of the best teams in the American League. The thing with the Phillies and the and the single most like. We can talk about the deadline, and we will, and whatever. But they're not going to go. Like, I would be shocked if they're if they if Juan Soto is a Philly on Tuesday. Like I think it's going to be a, a Braves-ish deadline from a couple years ago, twenty twenty one, where they find you know fringe pieces and um, like this. The Phillies will be as good as the top of the lineup is. It's just, I think it's like. To boil us down into its simplest form, and the top of the lineup has just been just like so so annoying. <laughs> like like the the Turner the two spot thing, uh, Schwarber like was just dreadful in the Orioles series. Um, Cassiano's what he's done post All Star break is he hasn't gotten a hit since the All Star break. Yep, it has. But I, I see know, your point. I know. Uh, I know, I know Harper I know. is 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 coming along. Fine. Harper's, Harper's fine. been good. Yeah, JT. Like holy cow, man! Please, like for all the for all the the Turner stuff, and I agree with it. Like JT's been just as 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 brutal at this point. Um, and it, it's like to boil it down to into its simplest form. Like if the stars can just be the stars, like just be the stars for two months and see how good this team can be. And if they're not, it's just I because you see it. Like they, they're 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 totally like they have the bullpen. They mostly have the starting pitching. It's it's those guys in the lineup. If they can just be who they are, they've got a real shot here to do something. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, they're all sub-800 OPS guys. Like, I'm Harper might be back over it or whatever now. But, like, the fact that those five guys, each of them making $20 million or more, every single one of those five guys that we're talking about, makes 20 million or more for a season to come out and hit and they're all sub 800 OPS guys. Bryce is 802. Bryce okay. is 802. So I thought Bryce. So like but seriously like think about that. Think about that. We're not saying some 900, we're saying some 800. Like 
these are your best hitters. These are $20 million a year guys. Like, we'll get to Juan Soto, but like, everyone's like, oh, he stinks. He's his OPS is way higher than anyone on the team. Like, this is crazy. Like, it is, it is, it, you're right, Jack. Like, it is the single biggest issue with this team. And we'll talk about it with the trade deadline. We'll talk about it just moving forward. But like, this team will go as far as those five bring them. And, and that's, that's what, yes, they're being paid $120 million combined. Like that, yes, that makes sense. You spent $120 million on five guys for a season. You're going to go where they go. They're going to take you where they take you. And to be honest, the fact that the Phillies are eight games above 500 right now and able to look like a, uh, a, a similar level team like the Orioles or these other teams that are playing better baseball and have a better record, like, that is, to your point, such a sign of hope to me. Like, that if, if these, even if, like, two of these guys just get on a roll, like, what could this team be? Like, they're, they, they, they're a playoff team right now, and their five best players have underachieved. Like, that's, that's uh, I'm taking it as a positive, but to your point, like, ultimately, they got a hit. <laughs> but, but I'm taking it as a positive. Like, the, those guys haven't hit their eight games above 500. The Phillies should be, should be. The third best team in the National League this year. It's as simple as that. Braves, Dodgers, Phillies. Like, they should not be worse than the Reds. They should not be worse than the Diamondbacks. They should not be worse than uh, the, the Brewers, Giants. Then the, Giants the Brewers. The, the Marlins. Like, it's five teams. They all pretty much have the same record at this point. And now it's about separating yourself. Like, now it is, now it is the trade deadline's on Tuesday. You see who you upgrade. And then after the trade deadline, given the schedule in August, and I was like, well, I was going to bring up the take bag, but like the next 14 games, Pirates, Marlins, Royals, Nationals. I had it too. Yeah, I know, dude. They got like a real run. Honestly, it's really the next month of It's a whole month, but like the the next 14 games. And and the the thing about the time that they're getting this run and why it should make this even better, James, is that... It's all these teams that are selling at the deadline. Totally. So, like, whatever semi-talent that these bad teams have, they're getting rid of. Like, the Pirates already traded Santana. Um, we'll see if they make moves over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nationals are going to trade whatever. Well, they might hold on to Lane Thomas. But, they might like, hold on Lane Thomas, but they'll trade uh, Candelario. Uh, Candelario, and they'll and, maybe and trade whatever. Finnegan and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Royals are going to trade what they can get for a lot of their, you know, whatever. Arlo, whoever, stuff like that. They play the Nationals twice this month. So, Mm -hmm. like, again, like, this is is the time where... You get St. Louis, who's probably going to trade some pieces if nothing else. They've they've been well out of it. I mean, they got some real scheduling opportunities and, and to your point, teams that are going to be worse in a few days, potentially. Right. And and it's time to distance yourself. And it's time for the Stars to to get on a roll. Because, again, I, I... the, the bullpen is good enough, and I think getting better with Sir Anthony on his way back. Alvarado, I'm a like, I just, uh, there's two injuries now for him, and it seems like they're kind of slow playing getting him back. I hope it comes back against back to being Jose Alvarado, but it feels more like there could be more here, so it could maybe uh, change what they do with the deadline and getting another bullpen piece just to, you know, prepare around him. Starting staff, like, the funniest part about the starting staff right now, James, is like, they're all essentially doing the same thing. Like mm-hmm. they're they're seven six innings, innings, three runs, six innings, three runs, six. But it's innings, one blow up inning. Yeah, I know, I know. And everyone starts freaking out. This guy sucks. This guy sucks, including me. I was very worried about Ranger the other day because uh-huh. it's like it's like he's just been okay, but he's been like 
But it was fine. Country- Six three runs. He got you a win. You know what I mean? I know. Or kept you in a game that you ended up winning. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what the starters yeah. are doing. They're. It looks like they're all battling. Now, my big hope is that I think that the Zach Wheeler we saw in Cleveland over the weekend, we might get our ace back. And that awesome. Could- they lost that game because of a defensive miscue, and that was it. Like that. Yeah. Like it was not Wheeler's fault. That's for sure. He's brilliant, and the fastball had that zip back on it, and all that stuff. So. Um, they might get an ace to the trade deadline and, and, and Zach Wheeler. Um, so it, it's really about, and the starting staff is, I think they'll get on a roll, and I trust Caleb Cotham and his staff to get the most out of these guys. Again, it's just like when you have the second season that Bohm's having, or second season that Sot's having, Bohm, who, listen, the power is, is, is annoying, and I, and I just, just one of these years, buddy, like one of these years, drive the ball to the ballpark. But 280, 330. Yeah. And also a guy who I just feel like if if you need a hit in a spot, like I do have a lot of confidence he's going to get me that hit in that spot. More than like Stott and Boehm, like Stott, Boehm, and Harper. I would go, I've said before, it's Harper and Stott are number one, two if I need a hit to win a series to save my life to whatever on this team right now. Boehm's probably three. If I just need a single, yeah. like he's probably three. 100%. And it should be. I mean, yeah. he, he's batting seventh most nights and leads the team in RBI. So, yeah, like, yeah. like it, he's clearly got some kind of clutch gene there. Yeah. And I guess he talked about how, like, growing up, they'd be benched if they didn't get a runner home from third. So, Ooh. hey, now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it gets a little pressure there. Um, yeah. So, like, when you have the years that those guys are having and, and they're developing, and Marsh, I mean, you have to throw Marsh in there. Marsh is yeah. Marsh Marsh really the best, good. On, best, best OBS guy on the team all year. No yeah. So, like, it's just it's annoying because you see the makings of a of a great team here, but it, it you can't get there until you start seeing a little more consistency from Schwarber. Listen, like twenty five home runs is valuable. We understand All the that. five again, like the, yeah. to your point, like Marsh, Stott, and Boom, like they are doing what they and you want more power from Boom, you want a little more consistency, whatever from these guys. Like not Stott, he's perfect. Like what those three guys are doing, like all three of them took the leap we expected and hoped at least com- if everyone else does what they're supposed to. It's just everyone else hasn't. Like yes. part of the reason they're eight games above 500 is because of how good those like, Stott has been and Marsh has been and stuff like that. Dude, hold on. Stott. I mean, Stott. How about like, Stotty? That's like the MVP of the team this year. Like, let's be honest. Like, if you have to pick an MVP of the Phillies right now on july 28th it's bryson stott like he has been their mvp this season. he's been their most again like i would probably take harper to get a hit over him in, if i had to save my life but like i'm not even sure about that i might take stott like that's how good he's been he's well, been and, the mvp of this team so far and opinion. the coolest part about stott is like last year if you threw him 95 plus up he couldn't touch it mm-hmm. and all he did all season was Watch the World Series yep. and see that, and he changed his whole his hands, and he's he figured out how to get the balls better, um, and and I just, I just, I just love him, man. He's just like, a I just, ball player. Oh he's my like, god, he's just a ball. Okay, player. so the Utley comps, we all know it's annoying, but like I will say, I think he is the number one since Utley in terms of Phillies fans saying he's just a ball player or that well, guy a baseball player. Like he's the new Utley, at least in that for sure. Like, like even Rob Thompson, whenever he talked about, it, he's like, yeah, he's just a baseball player. It's like, damn right he is. It's so funny. What a great compliment, calling him the like literal definition of what he does for a living. Just a ball player. <laughs> just, a, just, just a ball player, and and. Again, I, I just keep thinking, like, what does a 28-year-old Stott season look like? What does a, like, as he gets more, like, he's already batting over 300. And 
does he compete for a batting title a couple of years from now? Does he, does he have like one of those, like a 330 season? Um, you know, and eventually, listen, I know, I know Schwab's comfortable there. I don't know. You, you, you're fighting yourself if you're not putting him down the at road. Top of the line. Without a doubt. I mean, the amount of pitches he sees, the, the looks he gets for the rest of the lineup, the pitches he fouls off, the tough at bat. Like, it's just, it, especially, and that's the thing too, is I think, what does a, a developed stat look like as he develops? I do think he'll walk more. I think he has such a great and he clearly He's already has, heating up on the in the walk yeah, department. And he too. has such a he has such a mastery of the strike zone, clearly, and an ability to put a ball a bat on the ball in the strike zone as well as anyone in baseball other than like Luis Arias. So like of course he can I, I think like as he matures and stuff, he if he wants to walk more he can. Like I feel like he's the kind of guy who kind of like can do what he wants up there. It's it's really it's amazing. All right. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We got take back perfect deadline, but like we got to talk Trey Turner real quick because like this felt like the week, you know, we've kind of been waiting all season for it to turn in terms of like, and it's been slowly getting there and stuff like that, but to the point where it's like, all right, like now we're talking about like expunging the guy. I know Joe Giglio was talking about early this season, but now like other people are saying like, if I could get rid of the contract, I would people are like trade him. People are like, but we finally getting booed. He finally got benched as he needed to. He got kicked out of that game, clearly frustrated. Like it feels like we're kind of reached that moment right now where it's like, all right, either this is the moment where Trey Turner is going to get better. I mean, he's not going to be Trey, at least in my opinion, he's not going to be like Trey Turner this year, but he's going to get better. Or it's a Nick Cassiano season from Trey Turner. Like if I had to bet, I would bet on this being a lost season for Trey Turner. Like I, I expect nothing from Trey Turner. Like whatever I get, will be a bonus. But like, it feels like we're in a moment where it's either going to turn or it's not. Yeah, totally. And especially because obviously I, I think they, I think they drowned it out a little bit of the booze on the broadcast the other night. Like I, oh, I heard, I, I believe they did. I'm sure I heard from people in the ballpark that it was, not great. Um, As it shouldn't have been. Like, I would have booed him in that. I mean, I would have. I would have booed. Like, well, there's Bulldog Celts holding everyone yeah, accountable. Right, buddy. Accountability, buddy. Yeah. No one holds you here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are not blind homers at all. Um, but uh, so I thought it was really smart of, of, of Topper to sit him in the last game of the series, give him two full days, and then reinsert him into the lineup on the road. They have six road games. Very you know, so he smart. Have, so he doesn't Very have to deal smart. with, doesn't, you know, I think that's that's Thompson's biggest strength that I think is knowing his players. And I thought it was interesting. Um, I guess I think Howard asked him before Tuesday night, like, would you consider benching him? And Topper basically was like, I went to him. He said he wanted to play. I'll give him that. And then, like, we know uh, no, no baseball players are going to say, no, I don't want to play tonight. And if they do, then you, you don't, you know, might right. not have a winner on your hands. Um, and, and Rob Thompson took it away from him and said, no, you're, you're going to sit. We're going to get had you to. done. He had to. Yeah. He absolutely. Like, sometimes you have to take that decision out of a player's hands. Totally. So I think that's obviously Rob Thompson's probably the biggest strength. Um, and I think getting him on the road is good. Now, tonight, I, I, I don't want to bat him. I, I don't think he should be batting, too. I'm, I'm I agree with you, dude. I agree like, with you. Take the pressure off. Let him just let him just bat six. Flip him and Boom. Flip him and Boom. Put Boom in the two hole. Put him seventh. Whatever. Something like that. Bat six. Put Stott up there and and flip whatever. Like, I'm with you, dude. He cannot be batting two right now. He can't. It's just it's it. So two is two to me is more important than leadoff, especially for this team. Like if Schwarber bats leadoff, hits a home run or walks, 
we take that. You know, the strikeouts are going to happen, but having him there is is somewhat. But the two spot, like, it was so refreshing on on Wednesday night, where uh, Castellanos is coming up, and Castellanos hasn't been great since the All Star break. But I felt like they had a chance, you know. Like I felt like it wasn't like, oh, here comes a, a strikeout or or a weak ground ball, whatever. Um, so whether it's Bohm there, I think Bohm's like a classic definition Me of too. a two hole hitter. Me too, Even, like, man. He probably shouldn't be because he's six no, five. He shouldn't again. be. Yes, but he does. He, you know, he can spray the ball, get the bat yeah. on the ball, can move runner over, all that stuff. Um, you could put. I mean, they put Cassie out there a lot. Either way, I just I think it would be a mistake to insert him and put him back at two. And great, like if he comes back and he bats six and he starts looking like Trey Turner, then move him back to two. It's fine, you know. Like that's. But to to bring him back and put him right in the two spot, I think would be a mistake. I I think it would be putting all the the weight back on his shoulders. Like let him work his way through this. But I, don't, I think you're setting himself. I think you're setting him up for failure. By putting him in the two spot. Because I'm mostly with you. Like, I just... If, if Trey Turner turns back into superstar Trey Turner, I'd be shocked at this point. Shocked. You know? This like, year. Just, this year. Yeah, next this year. year. So we're just talking this season. I'd be yeah. shocked. And I don't think you can you can, you can can bank on that. So, um, I, they, they're not doing him any favors putting him at two. Let him bat sixth. And if he gets hot, he gets hot. He'll understand all that stuff. So, um, it, it, it's definitely reached that point of the season. And they can't do what they did. Listen, they got to Game Six of the World Series, and I'm not sure who else they put in that spot. But I think they might have cost themselves a title. Keep batting Castellanos at four, and you, you, last year. Now you can't do that with a two spot in the lineup. I just think it's too important. Too important. Yeah, and look, I know they got back to Cassianos in that spot, but there were points in the season where they did drop him to seventh and lower in the lineup last year. Like he didn't just stay at four all year. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm I absolutely think you have to move Turner there. I think that is it, it, honestly imperative. I, I think it looks foolish if you come out with the lap tonight and Turner's in the two hole again. So and and again, like I'm not. We'll see, but it feels like a Castellanos ish year for Turner. And again, the most frustrating part of it. There's a lot of frustrating parts, but I think the most frustrating part is how Turner clearly seems like one of those guys. At least with Castellanos, give him credit where. You know, not that he's a defensive stalwart, but he didn't let his offensive struggles affect his defense. He actually rose up and played better defensively because of it. Made some, you know, as we all know, some amazing, unbelievable plays. Like Turner feels like when he's struggling, it's it's full body, it's everything. Like because he is he is a better defender than we've seen this year, and he and certainly we saw it the other night when he got kicked out. Like like just booting simple plays, like the 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 ineffectiveness on simple plays consistently this year from him has just been something that like, it just feels like it's not just, he's just struggling like across the board, you know? Yeah. And it's probably the first time in his career. He's really struggled. I mean, it's as simple as that. And, and the one difference is he, I don't think they didn't do him. It's not his fault. They said there was no favors given when he started the season and and Bryce wasn't in the lineup and he's a $300 million guy and you know that he's a new guy coming in. This team was just in the World Series and we got to be playing to that standard because mm-hmm. that's the standard of the team now. And Bryce is not there. You know what I mean? And now it's like, okay, you're the star. You got to carry us. And it, it, again, it, 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 it stinks right now. Um, and he's clearly letting him affect him. And, and it's just, you just have to hope that he can, that this is not... 
what it's going to be like next year. Because if it is, I mean, holy cow. Well, then, I mean, I mean, that's a disaster. Let's let's not even. It's a total disaster. So put that out in the world. Not letting that out into yeah. the universe. Yeah. And um, again, I just I'm not banking on this year, but. To continue to bat him two and have Schwarber him one two when Schwarber's in a downturn, it's just it's killing you. It's killing yeah, you at the top of the line. Can't do it. And I think you make a great point that the Castellanos thing last year played a role in them losing the World Series. You know, like the and we all said it the entire playoffs. We kept saying it like especially in the World Series in those moments where, like, you know, like as they were getting no hit and struggling, we're like, you can't have this guy in that spot. Like they're not going to pitch to Bryce. They're not going to give Bryce anything to hit. And like Bryce is your team right now. It's everything. It was, it was a massive mistake by Thompson. And I think if you're going to say, and I agree with you, I think Thompson's biggest strength is knowing his players, but I think his biggest, biggest weakness is sometimes knowing who his players have been. You know, and and that Castellanos example is an example of it of kind of being like, well, he's Nick Castellanos, he's going to bet cleanup. Well, I, and if were... I had to bet, like if I had to bet, just to finish this, if I had to bet, I would bet Trey Turner is batting second tonight. I would agree too. I would agree. Um, and the problem is, is that they're winning last year with him there, and they're winning with Turner yeah. at the second spot yeah. and Schwarber at the leadoff spot. So you, what they have to be able to determine is how w- would they get that much of a bump. By moving someone else there, totally. and and, and how much that. would it affect Schwarber's mental mentality? And, and there's a lot of variables to that. All right, yeah, uh, perfect trade deadline coming up. Let's get your take back. Let's get this take back out of the way. Come on, we got a perfect this, this little cute little take back. Perfect deadline to do. Let's get your little cute little take back out of the way. Um, so it is. Oh, by the way, real quick, shout out okay. to Miller Light presented Always. by Miller Light. We love Miller Light, and. Uh, I'm going to tell you about the Miller Lite account that we coming up in a minute. Go ahead. Take back. Good. Okay. After the take back. Yeah, obviously, buddy. Come on. You think I'm a um, first timer here? So I think it's – I don't know the reason for it. I don't know – and maybe it's like – so I think it would be excuse-making if it wasn't the amount of guys this was affecting. But I think it's at least interesting to put out into the, the, the hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And – I get annoyed when people blame this, but when you look at, like, I want to go through all these names, Uh-oh. and I'm going to say, what is the thing that these guys were all a part of? The World Pete Baseball Alonso. Classic. <laughs> Pete Alonso. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, you're, you're right. This is te- Team USA. These are the Team USA guys, okay? This is the, on the offensive yeah, side of the no, ball. Yeah, no, for real. I'm, I, it's good. Go ahead. Alonso, down year. Tim Anderson, down year. Nolan Arenado, down year. Paul Goldschmidt down year, Jeff McNeil down year, Cedric Mullins down year, injured but down year, JT down year, Schwarber down year, Trout down year, Trey down year, Bobby Witt Jr. down year. 11 players. Now, the players it hasn't affected is essentially just Kyle Tucker and Mookie Betts. Um, Shout out to my fantasy team, Kyle Tucker. I love you, buddy. What a hero. And I'll tell you, though, Kyle Tucker did start slow. It took him a little while, and now he's been awesome. Like, the last, like, month he's been, like, carrying my team, both teams. But Kyle Tucker did start slow. I'll tell you that. Like, he was not Kyle Tucker for the first month plus of the season as well. So I have no idea what to make of that. But that's Something. a lot. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys that, that have 
had down years, especially like look, some pedigree it is, guys. It is a it like and Topper's been asked about it and he's talked about it. And it's like he doesn't he's like he's not blaming it, but he's like it is you don't get as many at bats, you don't get as many reps. He's like, it is a different thing. You're part of this team. You're not playing every day. When you are playing, you're playing in a game. You're not like getting all these opportunities to work, all these at bats. It's not like a normal spring training. So especially we talk all the time about, you know, baseball players being creatures of habit. You know, it's a very different start to your season. It's a very different preseason, all that stuff. Like I don't know. I, I'm I'm definitely not saying there's nothing to it, for sure. It's a lot of names. It's a lot of names. It's a lot of names. Um, Kevin Long. So it's so interesting, Kevin Long, because you see the development of the young guys. Stott, Marsh, mostly Bohm, uh, Pache. Rojas, I'm not giving him much credit for because Rojas has just come up and been like, fine. Um <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing the Phillies need, I think Kevin Long is very important from the standpoint of guys love him, guys trust him, young guys have gotten better, but when your top five guys in the lineup are struggling as much as they are, it's going to fall on someone. I'm not saying that I don't want to move on from Kevin Long, but I think that the biggest issue with the offense this year, I think Kevin Long is very good at the mechanics of the swing, but when it comes to like game planning, and like what the I, I I feel like there's something lacking there because it's been the biggest problem with the team is it feels like they just lose approaches throughout a game. And I look at like the Orioles, they have like three hitting coaches. And then I look at I look at the Phillies pitching side. I mean they have they have Cotham, they have Brian Kaplan, they have a guy that is the liaison between the AAA and or the minor leagues and the big leagues. Like they have a bunch of guys in, on the pitching side, and I feel like it's kind of just falling on Kevin Long. So I think if they can find someone that can also help with like game planning and what to look for and whatever, because I think he's a good hitting coach. He's been in big games for a while. He's been in a ton of World Series, and he, he does good work with some of the young guys. And players seem he, to like him, like guys who've been with him in the past, the the Turners, the Sotos, all these guys like really seem to appreciate what he did for them. Totally, and Bryce Harper, and and, yeah, that, yeah. and that matters. But like, it's also been disappointing from the offense. Like, you look at what Caleb massively. Cotham, I mean, massively like, what, disappointing. Like Cotham's gotten out of a, a, a the, the less more to work talent. with. Yes, yes. exactly. And like it, Kevin Long has done less with more talent than Cotham has done with less talent. Exactly. Right, home runs. I mean, there were six last year. There are twenty something this year. Um, it it th- there needs to be something with the hitting rather than just like Kevin Long will figure it out. Totally. Um, so, especially with these vets too. I mean, again, like you can to your point. Like, I think it especially hitting coaches. I feel like you can always help and all that, but at a certain point, like hitters are who they are. You know, especially if you're if you're a guy who's good enough to make 20 million plus in a season as a hitter in major league baseball, it's because you know how to freaking hit man. Like, you know, you know what you're doing. You've got a lot of years of, of these things ingrained in you. So I think it's, it's particular not to give him a pass. Cause I do think long deserves a ding for this. I think you're right to bring it up, but I do think it's much harder for Kevin long to fix Trey Turner than it is to fix Christian Pache. If you know what I mean? I agree. And they, they listen to him and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just not something I was thinking about with the offense struggling. Like, and I think I think it's a great is, point. Approach is my biggest issue at the offense. Like, the I totally it. agree with you, and I and I also feel like it's a night to night thing sometimes too, where like there'll just be games where they have, don't even like have an approach. Like the yes. 
like the uh uh what the what was the four nothing shutout uh like uh last Thursday when it was just like they barely like showed up. It was like a Brewers game. Well, the, Brewers well, game. The, it was just like it's like yeah, there was like no approach. They just were like, all right, let's go out and let's get out of here. Like when, before they went to Cleveland, it's like all right, let's just get on a plane, guys. I need to get out of here and get on a plane. It was like all right, man, like do something here, you know? Well, and even like, like Bibby, Saturday, was that the Bibby game? I mean, Bibby just freaking owned them. Anyway, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so that it's just bad approach. Or Bibby was the next one. Excuse me, I was talking about the Brewers. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but, but the, the, um, it's been so, and, I, and I'm sure you noticed it, but like the, the, the freaking end of game crowds, like, you know how a, a majority of the season, the ballpark's been filled, but the last three games against the Orioles and like the eighth and ninth was the most it has felt like playoff ish. And, and it, and it, it sounded a lot like the regular seasons back in 09 through 11-ish, where it was like, they're actually affecting the outcome of the game. And they are, you know, being into it and like, you know, they're, they're, they're chanting along with the, the song. And you could, just, you could see it wearing on like Cano and, and some of the Orioles late in the game where it's like, oh, it's, it's loud in here. There's real pressure. And it's not very often for a baseball crowd especially in the regular season, have like that kind of pressure on an opposing team. And I felt like the Orioles series, we saw a good amount of that, of like late in games, it's loud in there. And and people are into it and they're treating, they're, they're trying to be like the 10th man, I guess. It's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's awesome. No, I think it's really awesome. I agree with you. And I think it did rattle the Orioles a little bit. That's a young team that hasn't been in those spots. You know, like I, I, I'm with you. I thought it was impactful. Could use more of that. Uh, the Jake Cave catch was unbelievable. Unbelievable catch. Like best, I just just best thing he's done in the major leagues. Jake yeah. Cave, congrats, buddy. Yeah. Good catch. Now, he's now, really fired up about it. Send you yeah. back to the minors after he makes some trades. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, after yep, hundred percent. And then I do think it's interesting the, the the comparisons between like the 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 Phillies and the Mets, and given that they both have essentially tried to buy their way to a to a championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Phillies and same thing with the Padres, like they kind of tried to buy it's interesting that for all the teams that have tried to buy their way to a title the phillies are the ones that have backed it up you know what i mean like last year mets went 100 and whatever uh padres get to game six of the or game five of the nlcs and the phillies went to game six of the world series and then this year got off to a slow start but rebounded and i think that says something about the the culture of this team i totally agree and look all three teams got up to slow starts which i think says something else as well but uh yeah, I think, look, and I think, you know, to the Braves, to that point, I mean, it shows what that machine is. It's like, you know, look at all those teams in the playoffs. Like, the Phillies have gotten there, but the Braves are a machine. Like, they lost, they came back, and just do it again. And that's what the Phillies want to get to. Like, we want to – I want this team to start the season hot and stay hot and be awesome. And I think that the culture for that is there. Yeah, totally. And it's and starting to get there. And um, I think it's only going to get better from here. Love it. All right, uh, is that the take bag? Is it time? That's the take bag. All right, good. Because uh, it's the time we've all been waiting for. Oh. We are there. It's the Miller Lite Bar of the Week. We finally made it. Shout out to the Fainting Goat, which, what oh. a name, by the way. Love what a fr- What a name. That is a all-time great bar name. Uh, our Miller Lite Bar of the Week this week is the Fainting Goat Bar and Restaurant in Glen Olden. Where you can watch all Phillies games with the three dollar fifty cent Miller Light Pine Special. Go to faintinggoatpa.com. Awesome name, awesome place. Go Phillies! Shout out to Miller Light. We love Miller Light. Ever since Miller Light came on board, the Phillies are like you know 
uh, like 70 games over 500 or whatever it is. So no big deal. Or 50 games over 500, whatever it is. No big deal. Um, yeah. We love Miller Lite. All right. Uh, perfect deadline time. Okay. Um, do you, you want to go, go first? first? I feel like I should go first because you're not, you know, you saved the best for last. It's like the, you know, clean up hitter, the whole thing. And it's I and I changed it. I changed it up on you. I'm on sure, and I, and let's year. all be honest. Every single person listening knows that you put like probably like ten times the amount of effort into your trade deadline. Is you sat there painstakingly going through the names, going through the things, this and that. Mine was much simpler than that. It's it trade was tough. for Juan Soto is the freaking trade deadline. Trade for freaking Juan Soto. Like, what are we doing here, dude? What are we doing here? You have That's a chance to get an all-time – yeah, well, I have other moves. But, like, in all honesty, I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, my perfect deadline, what I want them to do, I want them to trade for Juan Soto. Like, I actually want that. Is my number one thing I want them to do. I'm trading Painter. I'm trading whatever else it takes. Like, I'm really willing to empty some of the farm system here. Like – I believe in the development. I believe in the drafting. We'll get guys back. Like, like I need World Series titles, man. Like, this window is here. You just talked about it. I mean, this this roster is the most expensive roster in the history of the franchise. We have five $20 million guys in the starting, $20 million-plus guys in the lineup. And, like, we're all in this window here. Everyone's here right now at the right age for the, a lot of money. And it's, like, it's freaking go time. We were in the World Series last year. Like, I just feel like I feel like it would be a mistake. And I, look, I'm I think they're going to do some on the like you talked about. I think it's going to be more like last year than a mammoth deadline type thing. And I have a trade another. I have a more realistic trade in addition to this. I want both to happen to a little more depth. But like I, I sat here and I looked at it and I lo- thought about the opportunities. I thought about the moves that can be made. And I'm just I kept coming back to him like. Like, this is the move that wins your World Series. Trading for Juan Soto wins your World Series, and it gives you a chance to bring in one of the great young hitters in the history of the sport ever, ever in the history of baseball. Like, this guy is on his way to being an inner circle Hall of Famer. Like, he has had a better start to his career than Bryce Harper, which is crazy because Bryce had one of the great starts in the history of baseball, too. Like, I I just... The more I think about it, and it's been since since I did that show, that morning show, whatever, like a week and a half ago, like every day since, I keep thinking like it's it just compounds more and more. It's like, why not? Like, why not go get Juan Soto? So that is my first move of my perfect deadlines. I'm trading. I'm empty in the vault, and I'm trading for Juan Soto. Like that's. I don't think it's gonna happen, but this is my perfect deadline, and I want Juan Soto. Right. So, uh, full disclosure, same. Like, uh, it was, it's also, like, like, like if they could, I would 100% like. So, yeah, my perfect deadline is trying to be realistic slash perfect deadline. I get it. And I then, get it. I get and it. I but, like, it. yeah, I would, I, I think that we overthink the one sort of thing too much. Me too. Like, not only is it for the rest of this year, it's also all next year, you know? And he talks about wanting to come back east. He doesn't like being on the West Coast. He like obviously it, it's 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 not this like getting him back here and with all of his guys. I think the chance like you'd be buying low on Juan Soto. That's the thing that's so crazy about it is that you'd be buying low on a guy that is he's not even having a bad year. It's just like that's he's a, his he'd average. He'd be is a the best slow. hitter on the Phillies by a mile right now. <laughs> and and you have a, you have a chance to get back to. Like a 300, 450, 35 home run Juan Soto in this ballpark yep. with all of his guys, yep. with Kevin Long, I mean, with, dude, an, think about with that an lineup. 
it's stupid. Like you want to talk about a, a, a bat of leadoff? Screw it. Um, like it's it's it. We I think I think far too often we think practically. And we don't think and we don't dream. And just dreaming of how good the Phillies would be with Juan Soto. And I'm not worried about the the the, the loser vibes. I think there's something off with that Padres team. I, agree. I think if he and I think if he comes here, I think you get a better version of him and. A year and a half away from free agency, like he has a chance to get a five hundred million dollar contract. Like you think he's going to screw that up by you know like totally not giving his all the next year and a half? I don't, I don't, I, I disagree with that. So I'm with you. Would love Juan Soto. Like I, I, I love I love Andrew Painter. I'm a, I'm a prospect hugger. You know that. But like it's a pitching prospect, and yep. it, it's already already's unfortunately having to get Tommy John yep. and. I just I can't bank on pitching prospects. I, I just it's tough. I love them, but it's it's you have to do it for a guy like again a twenty four year old who's like already won a World Series and the best player in the team. Like we're yeah. talking about I, that. It's just it just and again it's a fit. They need a left fielder. Like just it all like you you're replacing Jake Cave in the lineup with Juan Soto. I mean think about that taking Jake Cave taking him out of the lineup defensive superstar albeit and you're putting on soto in that lineup i mean it's just like and again i'm trying to win multiple world series and you get him in your building you have a chance to sign him long term it creates so many avenues so many opportunities for this team for the next few years and just moving forward and to your point pitching prospects are such a crapshoot like i know exactly what Juan soto is i know i'm getting at least a year and a half of one of the best hitters in baseball with the ceiling being he could be the best hitter in baseball for a year you know what i mean like it just I, I am, I am all in on the one. So I'm, I, mean, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm all in. Um, all right. So I have a more realistic trade that I would make with it, and this is one that I think they could a type of trade that could work with or without Juan Soto. Um, and look, my other I, uh, realistically, if I'm not getting Soto, I am still going in on a guy like Bellinger. Like I, I am all about adding right now. Like I am fine giving up prospects for help. Now I think this team is good enough. I think when you look around the rest of baseball. You know, other than the Braves, who we beat last year in the playoffs, like there is no team that I look at and say, like, they're way better than the Phillies. Like the Braves are better. Like the Braves are a better baseball team than the Phillies. It is inarguable right now. But like in a playoff series, are they that much better? I don't think so. Like we just saw it last year. The pitching can match up. Like the bats obviously are great there, but the Phillies have bats too. And if our five get hot, like they match up well. So like I just think like there's an open opportunity here. And this team has shown that they can do it. This team's shown they can get there and like Enough already. I've won one title in my lifetime with this team. Like, let's go. So I'm all frigging in. So if I can't get Soto, I'm trading for Bellinger. I know it's a rental, but like I'm going all out to upgrade that left field position because I feel like the way this team is, and we talked about like, yeah, could they use another starter? Sure. But like, I like Christopher Sanchez. I feel all right with him as my five. I would like some depth there potentially, but like, I don't, I'm not trading for anyone who's going to take one of those playoff starts. Like I'm not giving up enough to get one of those guys in this seller's market. So with that being the case, like I'd upgrade the offense. That's where you've been struggling anyway. So I would trade for Belger. And then my other trade, I have one more and then I'll let get to you. And I know it's like, like Adam Duvall, like we talked about, it's like probably going to be Adam Duvall, but I wanted to find a, a move. Cause I agree with you. I think if I'm looking for a bullpen upgrade, I'm looking for a lefty who can get lefties out. Right. Like I think that that is the biggest hole, especially with the Alvarado up in the air. Like I'm not, if I'm trading for Juan Soto, I know I don't have a lot of pieces left to kind of go and add a, a Alex Lang as a righty. You know, you want it like a lefty, but like a big time reliever guy. So I'm going to the Rockies and I'm, 
I'm getting a Brent. I, you don't like this hitter, but the dude can hit left-handed pitching. He's had a good year. I'm trading for Brent Suter and Randall Gray. Oh my god, dude! Like no, you li- like no. Suter, I'm sorry. Lefties out. I mean, Suter's been I'm good sorry. this year. Yeah. I, uh, he, heading into the end of his year, a 33 year old come in, get some lefties out. I, you hate Gritchick. Never like Gritchick. No, 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 no. I think I think Brent Suter is my least favorite player in baseball. Really? Like, I, He's the, been getting guys out, dude. I cannot. He is a dork. He is an absolute dork, and yep. which me. I loathe Brent Suter, um, which means great. they're 100%. They're 100% they're trading for Brent but, but you will admit, at least for some reason, this yes. year, whatever he's doing, it's working. And he, and he, and he can get lefties well, out. And it, he's good for the Brewers the last couple of years. And, he's, he's, and, but the point is, he's fine. Like he, and I think like he is cheap. He is a 33-year-old heading into free agency. He won't cost you much. And I, I've always liked Gritchick more. Not, like, I think Gritchick's a, a nice uh, fourth outfielder bad, and he can start for teams. But I think you bring in a Gritchick, like I think they need a right-handed bat that you can trust to either get some starts for you if if Harper's DHing and giving whoever a day off or whatever, or to like, you know, like I can't have Josh Harrison coming up in a in a big spot in a playoff game if I need a hit from a right-handed hitter, you know. So so I think, but Soto's my thing, and if not, it's Bellinger. But then I'm 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 getting a lefty and a right-handed bat in a package somewhere, and that's an example of one that I would be fine. That's fine. And listen, Suter makes sense. I just I was trying to be realistic with that one. You know, I went good. one and Soto, I, and then I tried to come with a very realistic deal. I know. Um, and Gritchick, I don't. I've never liked Gritchick. I know but, you haven't. No, we've we've. This is how I knew. We've talked about it before. Like I know, I know. But he's bad. He, he is batting over three hundred. I really like him. I've always. He's one of those. We're total opposites. Like I've always liked him. I always pick him up for stints in fantasy. I always like. Trust him against left-handed pitching. Like I've been a Gritchick guy, so he's been good this year. He's been good. Um, I I'm kind of I'm not really in. Like I, first of all, I don't think they trade Bellinger. I'm also like not knocking down the door to trade for Cody Bellinger, just because like he's another lefty. That was like, the problem with it. That's why the lefty thing of it did not. And Soto is too, obviously, but. You know. Yeah, but he's Juan Soto. Like, I was not as different. excited. That's why I led with Soto and Bellinger was kind of like my, I will trade for Bellinger if I can't get Soto, just to say how important it, I think it is to really add someone impactful. But, but I, I guess agree p- with you. It's like Soto by a mile. For me. Part of the value of Bellinger for me a week and a half ago was that he could play first. Yep. And now I just, Bryce the first baseman, man. Like, I I love watching Bryce at first. Now, oh, uh it's 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 just it's the greatest. So um, yeah, I Bellinger would be fun. He's had a great year. He's smoking lefties, but I don't I'm not super super in on trading. What I think it's probably going to take to get him. Yeah, um, he is a rental as opposed to Soto's a year and a half and all. And unfortunately, Gritchick and and so and Suter makes sense. So good job. Thank you. Um, Thank you. All, right. all <laughs> just, you, buddy. I can't, the floor is I can't yours. Stand. I can't stand. I can tell immediately. Brent I was like. The moment I said the name Ren Suter, your face was just like, well. Because he, he's the one player I don't want them. Like, if there's one player, do not trade for it's that guy. But regardless. Um, all right. So I have about 100 targets for you that, you, I, do, that I have to, I have to. I just have to talk about them. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, just um, go deep, buddy. Go deep. So here is, here is my perfect deadline. Now, this gets thrown a wrench because I'm with you. So my big targets are Soto. I would take Soto. And I would still trade for Dylan Cease. Like I would, I, I would do what I, it yeah. takes. I, you get two more years of him after this year. You get, I think that you get him out of the dumb White Sox way of doing things, and you get him with a smart organization when it comes to pitching. Um, 
I think you have a chance to get a, a possible Cy Young candidate in Dylan C. So I think you're buying low on him. And as someone that is owned in fantasy, yes, he's killing my team. So those are my, my big moves. Now, the first move here is what I want them to do. And then I have a jack trade for you, okay? Can't so, wait, buddy. So my first trade is I'm trading Bailey Falter, Carlos De La Cruz, and Connor Brogdon. I think this is enough. Might need more. To the Seattle Mariners for Teoscar Hernandez. Now, love, love Teoscar. He has been bad this year. Yes. Um, has not been great. But I think for the, the, the chance that they can get a, a, like, my, the thing I care about the most. So he strikes out a ton and he doesn't walk and he chases, which is the three things that having not watched him every day, Jack is going to be very annoyed with if they trade for him. But, <laughs> he's like 25th in the league in barrels this year. He's been really good the last couple of years. Oh, he and was he, awesome in Toronto. Like, he raked. He, he already has 16 home runs. He's not going to be a... His defensive metrics aren't that bad. So, if I feel like if he can just play left field he's, or whatever, they want to switch him in Castellanos, I don't know. But I'm taking a shot on a guy who I think is a devalued asset that has a ton of right-handed pop. Which I think they need more than anything right now. Like they are missing Reese Hoskins in the lineup. Shocking, but they need to be able to replace that power somewhere at the deadline. And I'm taking a shot on Tiago Hernandez. I like Grichik, but Grichik has five homers this year. So like, especially in Colorado. So I don't know what's going on there. But it, it, he's the overall numbers don't look great. OBP is under 300. 16 home runs. They need right hand pop. I'm taking a shot on like this year's version of Solaire. I, I love it. I You know I've been a Tasker guy. I owned him in fantasy last year and the year before. Um, and he, two years ago, he was a freaking stud for me. Uh, I love the Tasker idea. And I, I think, it, I, like, honestly, I think that might even be, like, like, it's certainly enough, I think, to get him. I do. Well, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. And a it couple might, of other things. too I... much is my point. Like, you might not even have to give up that much to get okay. Tasker. That's fine. Um, and the other thing I like, Batting three, so he's batting like two forty something, but three seventeen with runs in scoring position. Uh, he's got like an eight forty six OPS against lefties, and he's doing. He's got seven fifty OPS on the road. So also seems see, like a vibes guy too. Like I watched a lot of Blue Jays baseball a couple years ago because I had him and Vlad on the same fantasy team for back to back years, and like, like they all like that team was fun. Those guys had fun. He seemed like someone who everyone liked. So like, yeah, I'm I'm all in on task. So Tiasco, now the Jack trade, and a, a trade. <laughs> the Jack now, now Tiasco is my target, but I'm looking for another right-handed power bat that can play left field, even though his defensive numbers have been bad for some reason. Even though he came up as a center fielder, I am taking a shot on doing the Brandon Marsh trade over again, and I'm trading the same package for Tiasco plus How You Lee. To the Los Angeles Angels for Joe Adele. Wow. So okay. So Joe Adele was like the a top two or three prospect in baseball. So last time I said twenty high. Twenty twenty, he was number six. Okay. So yeah, I knew he was and, up there. And it depends, I guess, what list you looked at. Like I he was definitely like top three on, on some lists. So yeah, that's like yeah. a legit but never, never, never put it together. Yeah. Angels are dumb. 
see what the Phillies got out of Brandon Marsh. Yeah. He is like a million home runs in AAA. He's hurt right now. But if you're looking for a chance on a mix of upside and right-handed power and a guy that can just play left field, taking a shot on Joe Adele and like and spending the assets to go get it done. That's my that's my jack. K-Long, like that's the kind of guy you give to K-Long. It's like, all right, I got this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like this chance to get a Joe Adele and turn him into like a stud here. I, I I love the uh, Teoscar idea, but you know me. The the oh, Joe yeah. Adele thing is right up my alley. Yeah, it's so fretsy. Um, my second trade, <laughs> and this is vintage. I'm trading Simone Muziati and a some lower level guy to the New York Mets for my guy, my favorite player in baseball, Luis Guillorme. And I am, I have loved Luis Guillorme for a million years. He's having a down year. He's my favorite player on the Mets. And I am getting Josh Harrison out of here. And I'm, and he is out until September. So you wouldn't have him for a month. I am getting Luis Guillorme here and he's going to be my utility guy for the next two years. I'm fine with it. Anything that gets Josh Harrison out the door, I, it's a great move. It's funny. I thought you were setting up for a because I know you also hate Tommy Pham. It's funny all these guys that I know you don't like that much. I thought you were setting up for a. Uh, I I always loved him. Trade for Tommy Pham, who I don't like. So but, I would full disclosure. I would trade for Tommy. Like like yeah, you look he's at, been good. He's been really good, he's <laughs> and he's going to cost nothing. He's got he's, he good has fielder. the eight fifty OPS. He's, I think he's top fielder. thirty in barrels. So he's top thirty in barrels and uh, expected woba. So yeah, and again, he's a solid fielder out there. Like you know, yeah. Yeah, I think they trade for Tommy. Fan. Like if I'm if I if I know this, I guarantee Tommy fans yeah. in Philly on Tuesday. Um, this last trade, it's gonna sound like an overpay, and I and I don't think it is, but it might be an overpay. Full disclosure. Um, I am trading Johan Rojas, How You Lee if he's not in the Joe Adele trade, <laughs> Gene Cabrera, and a lower level prospect to the Kansas City Royals for Carlos Hernandez and Brady Singer. Now, Brady Singer has been asked this year, but he is an innings eater. Uh, the Royals are dumb. He had a 3-2-3 ERA last year, um, and it's a chance on that. So it's not really about Brady Singer. Carlos Hernandez, I think, with a non-dumb team, is a top-10 reliever in baseball. Wow. Um, and he's already been really good this year and i know that sounds like a lot but he is under control i believe for the next three seasons after this um and i just he throws 100 all the time you know so like him soto and, and alvarado would be fun at the back end i'm getting another uh, a kind of weapon that, and someone that i think is a, a devalued asset a little bit um i know no one really knows who he is and i know it'd be a lot but if you're looking for another back end option I just think the guy's a stud. And I think if you Love get him it. out of Kansas City and you get him here, then you get him turned into an, an animal for you. So um, I know Roas is a lot. I know Lee is a lot. That's two top 10 prospects for a reliever and a, yeah. and a bulk starter. But yeah. I mean, Brady Singer has two years after this. So, like, and maybe Singer, they... again, the airpoint Singer last year was pretty good. Like, you know, so it's not, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's my deadline. I'm getting a right handed 
power bat. I'm getting a, a utility guide. So to realistic rep- of you. You just came in like a like a grown adult. You're yep. not joking around. You're not, you know, pie in the not, sky. This is not the time. I came in Juan Soto. You're like, no, no, no. Let me tell you about these. It's going to get a left fielder here. Going to get a reliever here. It's going to be very on level. You, yep. I, and I, I expected this, but I also love how, like, I come in, I'm like, I'm trade for Juan Soto, whatever it takes. And you're like, I'm giving up this prospect, this prospect, this prospect, probably this one or this one. You know, it's like so, so, you know, you're so much you want to know, you want to know the, the bad part? Yeah. You know, the bad part is that I was sitting there putting this together and I, and obviously we're not really making these trades, but I was like, man, it would hurt to put him in this trade. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, like I was like, Man, I don't know if I want to, this is a lot That's for great. Carlos Hernandez. Like this is, I want him, but like man, it's a lot. You gotta give him something to get something. You know what I mean? So like yes, yes, I took it very like I, like literally ten forty five last night, just painstaking. Like I believe do you it. Really want to do this? But, I believe it. But yeah, so the way I view it is, I get a right hand power bat. I get to replace Josh Harrison. I get a, a, a starter that if they want to go six man, at least he can take down innings. And I think I get a, a, a high, high, high upside reliever. Um, you know, it reminds me of like, um, remember I wanted them to sign Carlos Estevez last year? Sure, of course. He's been closing for, for the Angels. He's been great. You could forget my Carlos Estevez love. I, I um, dude, it was, it was, it was the trade deadline pod. Like, and you got like, it was like one of your leads, I think, was Estevez. You like brought him up out of nowhere. You're like, I want Carlos Estevez. I was like, okay. Yeah. We're doing that again with Carlos Fernandez. Now, I, this, I, I just have to get all of my the, the, I have to get all of my targets out, okay? Because these oh, are yeah, like, so just, just fire them off, buddy. Fire so, them off. So here's my problem with this is I'm gonna I have about thirty names here. Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> they're, and they're gonna trade for no one of these guys. Like that's how it usually works. But here is everyone that I would be happy if the Phillies traded for. Okay, Teoscar, Joe Adele, Adam Duvall, James Paxton. Nick Pavetta. <laughs> oh, he's been great. Bullpen Dude. superstar. Our foals, man. Our foals. Bring them home. Let them let, let him, uh, win World Series MVP for us. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing back Pavetta would be the funniest thing in the world. All time. Uh, Aaron Saval. He's got two years left after yeah, this year, but he's kind of turned it around. And the Guardians always have pitching. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe they'd consider moving him. It'd probably cost a, a haul, but if you're looking for... Someone who's been pretty good that's turned it around and has found a cutter, which his team's obsessed with. Aaron Sabal is a name to look out for. I would be in on Eduardo Rodriguez. He's like never healthy at this point, but he's been really good. Yeah, he's been um, breaking out in Detroit. Yeah, and you know, Dave would love to bring one of his, of his guys home. Uh Joe Kelly is an interesting one. Like yeah, I, of- I almost I almost put him. He was one, but I want I went with a lefty reliever and I was trying to find one you hated, so I didn't want to go Joe Kelly. Uh, but well, Joe Kelly's the right hand version of, of Brad of, Suter, of Brad Suter exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Joe Kelly, I always kind of think he sucks, but he helped Dave on a World Series, so I'm, I'm I can see them trading for him. Uh, Matt Duffy, who's been around forever, he's in the Royals now, but can play multiple positions, and I think is an upgrade over Josh Harrison. Um, as you can tell, I really want to upgrade the Josh Harrison spot as you on the should. Team. I agree. I would trade for Tommy Pham. Um, Luis, Luis Guillorme, obviously. Um, Garrett Stone, who killed us out of nowhere, I would definitely uh, trade yeah. for from the Nationals. I, I never heard of him. Yeah, I was like, He's been, who the hell's this I don't guy? Know why hitting a grand Stone. slam right now. Stone something. Stone Garrett. It's Stone That's Garrett. it. His I first name's Stone. Stone. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I messed it up. 
Um, but he killed the killed the Phillies. He did, and yeah. and a really good defensive left fielder, regardless. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is interesting. You know, he's got he's got. It's a name um, the Phillies have been linked to in a lot of these articles. And it makes sense. He's a lefty. Interested. He's never hurt. He's not super high upside, but he's been pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. And he's a free agent at the end of the year and 100% getting traded. So Jordan Montgomery is a name to look out for. You know me, Mitch Keller. I don't oh, know what's do going to I, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to take. Apparently they're shopping him. Apparently they're shopping him. So. I know, which is shocking. But it is. I think if he, again, leaves a dumb team and comes to a smart team, you have a chance to get even more out of Mitch Keller. So I think it would probably cost Abel, honestly. Um, and I'm not wow. sure that they – he's got two years I mean, yeah, I know. Mitch is good, yeah. And he's an all-star. Uh, Colin Holderman is a pitcher on the Pirates that's pretty good that I think no one really knows but is a decent bullpen option. Uh, the interesting one is Blake Snell. Like, I know he's a free agent at the end of the year. I know he costs a ton. Man, if you get Blake Snell in this rotation – I mean, like, he's the, in one of the – Two or three best pitchers in baseball he's, the last two months. He's been I think unbelievable. second in Cy Young odds Is right he? now. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's been phenomenal. So I, I'm curious to see if they would give up what it takes to get Blake Snell here. Because if they care about so aces what, and stuff. So how about we just, just uh, Hater, Snell, and Soto. What would that package cost? <laughs> if you give up your entire minor leagues, does that get it done? Yeah, probably. And, you know, I don't know. Someone on the major league roster. I would fill the needs. I'm just saying. I think you kind of like yeah. solve all your problems pretty quickly there. Yeah. Um, but Snell's, I wonder if they're going to do what it takes to get Snell. Uh, Justin Lawrence, the, the Rockies, like super funky, like side armor that throws 100 out of nowhere. Like he's probably going to cost a ton in a trade, but I would 100% see if they could get him. Uh, Harold Castro has been around forever. He's he can play first, second, third, short if they want. So, again, just a Josh Harris replacement. And the final one is Andy Abanez of the Tigers, who is, uh, again, that, that, ball, that ballpark is a you know, He's not horrible kid, hitter's park. I know. It's a horrible <laughs> hitter's park. So, you know, if you get him out of there, and because all, all of his underlying stats suggest that he could be better. But, again, no one crazy. Uh, either way, cannot wait for the deadline. And... Uh, Come on, Dave. Bring us a stop. It's your time to shine, buddy. Your time to shine. And look, those trades last year made a difference. Like, Brandon Marsh made a difference in them getting the World Series. David Robinson played a role in them getting the World Series. Um, so, even Cindergard, you know, was part of the team that got split. Dude, how the hell did they trade Cindergard for Ahmed Rosario? I know. Well, the funny thing is, is Rosario's numbers are not – like, it's Rosario's one of those guys who the, the advanced numbers look way worse than the real numbers. Like he's yeah. one of the worst players in baseball, according to like well aware. Well, I, 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 I've owned him in the fantasy. It's just like Noah Syndergaard is is done. He's, so it's done. I know. Well, they're getting money with it. A classic Indian trade. You know, the Dodgers yeah. are throwing some cash, and they're like, "Oh, cool." Guardians, money. Guardians trade. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. You're right. Uh, no. All right. Uh, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? Eight, hour ten. You got to go to work. I'm running late. Yeah. Whatever. No big deal. This is most What's work? I got to take work? my daughter to school. Nice. Um, let's, running real late, but it's all good. I think it's That's time for, for here. How about a sweep? How about, uh, how about a freaking sweep? Yeah, you're playing the freaking Pirates, all right? Like, freaking – by the way, do we always play the Pirates for the deadline? Is this just every year they just – Well, it was it, on this date. It was on this date last year that we had High Hopes Night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Familia almost blew it, and then – it does feel Survive. like though it's like right around the deadline we play the Pirates. Like good, that's the when they're trading all their players. You're right. Go in there first and hand look. Go ahead, David Bednar for nothing. Just give him to us. 
Give him to us. Gonna cost a lot, but yes. Yeah, that's why I did not include him in my perfect deadline. He's got Me two years either. left. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. This was awesome. Uh, drink Miller Light because Miller Light's awesome. We love it. Uh, we will be back this weekend because, you know, we feel pretty confident they're going to make trades. And if not, we'll be back after they sweep the Pirates. Are we on a, Are we on emergency watch? I mean, it's, I think it's officially emergency yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make a trade today. We'll probably like, a podcast look, tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah they're probably. I mean, look, if they make a... Um, if they, you know, uh, who's an example of something we said today? Like, if it's a straight-up trade for Randall Gritchick alone, maybe we don't, like, run to the computer to record. But, you know, if they trade for Carlos we'll Hernandez. Ah! Yeah, was four hours on Carlos Hernandez for me. Yep. All right. Uh, so one way or the other, you'll hear from us soon. So go sweep the freaking Pirates. Until then, he's spread some seltzer. 